This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. Welcome back to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, you got stuck with the discount host again, uh, Christian Clemente here. Usually it's Nathan <laughs> King, but he's unavailable tonight. A uh, little bit of a busy time for Auburn Undercover, as you can probably tell in terms of all the coverage that we've had, but specifically as we're recording this right now at 8.22 p.m. Central Time on Monday night. There's there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, and hopefully by the time you listen to this, some stuff has already happened, and we've already reported that. I uh, don't really know if that's going to be the case as of now, but uh, joined here with me today to talk about it and what we know so far and what we can talk about is Philip Dukes. Dukes, Absolutely. how are you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. It's it's been a little bit of a you know it's been a long month and it's December fifth, but you know, <laughs> right, we're doing good. So we'll just jump in. I think the thing that everybody wants to talk about right now is the assistant coach in search, specifically the coordinators. Um, the Monday update that we had, you know, that Philip Marshall had out. We'll start with the offensive coordinator position. Was you know, Derek Nix from Ole Miss was in the mix for a while there. Uh, Phil Longo uh, from North Carolina was a name that was mentioned. Longo kind of disappeared a little bit. Haven't heard mm-hmm. his name mentioned as much. Derek Nix started to pick up momentum. That is until Monday where it seemed like Derek Nix was kind of intent on staying at Ole Miss. I think he's from Mississippi, if I remember correctly. And I don't want to say the offensive coordinator search restarts, but in terms of names that we know, there's not a ton of information out there. Yeah, and I think um, that may be by design. I think uh, Hugh Freeze does want to play stuff close to the vest. I think that when it comes down to the proper mix for your staff as a whole, what type and what profile of coach you brings in is super important. So for Freeze to be able to get the the type of synergy that he needs and wants as a team and not just as an offensive guy, I think is important. And I also think that there's probably a couple of names out there that we weren't expecting, but the only names that we that we know are ones that came from Liberty. Um, those guys came down. He he was very adamant about having uh, Jeremy Garrett, a defensive line coach. He's probably the only position coach that we feel like we know know uh i think there is is being a is he i think i think that's about finalized to tight end along with jake thornton at the offensive line but those are pretty recent developments here right yeah absolutely. yeah i forgot about uh thornton on the offensive line so you, you may so you got an offensive line coach you've got a defensive line coach and who who has some uh linebackers experience and you have a tight ends coach so there's a lot so so what's that another six seven so when they count uh, uh, on-field roles, you get 10, correct? Yes. Yep. And is that including the head coach? Uh, yeah, I don't 
believe so, but don't quote me on that. No one quote me on that. That is a Jason Caldwell question if I've ever heard one. First yes. of all, <laughs> when did Jason Caldwell work in compliance for the NCAA? Because I guarantee you every <laughs> question I've ever had about anything like that, if I ask JC, he knows it. Like, first of all, I miss Jason Caldwell on this podcast because any player I ask him about, he knows the mama, what hospital they were born in, <laughs> <laughs> what size shoe they wear. Like Jason don't play, dog. But no, not 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 to go off on the tangent. But yeah, um, he's playing it really close to the vest. I kind of like it that way sometimes because um we can throw ourselves into a tizzy sometimes over nothing. And I don't think anybody had any inkling about the defensive line coach being hired. Nobody knew ahead of time, oh, you know what? He's bringing that guy. All right. And nobody really knew. I mean, all we've been hearing is Matt Luke, Matt Luke, Matt Luke, Matt Luke. And it's Jake Thornton. So um, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if we've heard the name, they're probably second or third. Like, I'm not sure if his number one guy is who everybody thinks it is, because if it is, then we would have been we, we probably wouldn't have been in the dark at, as we were with the other two hires. So, yeah, uh, a really interesting coaching search, but I, I like it, though. Yeah, I don't. Before we get into defensive coordinator, I want to touch on this a little bit. And you mentioned it in terms of coaches that they're trying to get. It, it seems like they're bringing in younger guys a little bit more guys that are really ready to go out there and kind of earn their stars a little bit in terms of recruiting. They're hungry to go out there and recruit. We've already seen it with Jeremy Garrett. We've seen it with Ben A. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try. Um, but that, that seems like that's the case a little bit. You With the linked wide receiver name, Grant Hurd, that's not finalized yet, but that seems to be kind of the favorite right now. That's a notorious, really talented recruiter. Um, I think offensive coordinator Derek Nix is a really solid recruiter as well. Obviously, mm -hmm. he's trending away now, but with offensive coordinator, especially with Hugh Freeze so involved in the offense, it feels like he's going to bring someone in maybe a little younger or maybe a guy that can be just a solid recruiter overall um, and to kind of fill that position. Yeah, I, I can see like you would need somebody who could be the guy on both sides of the ball. So you've got your head coach uh, as a closer, and I think – a lot of good recruiting teams, teams that recruit well, have a closer, a guy who can talk to everybody on both sides of the ball, not just a position guy, not just the area guy. But when you get here, hey, you got to make sure you got to go see this guy. You got to talk to this guy, somebody who's in everybody else's room wondering what they like, who they like, so they can go say, hey, those type of guys are the type guys that you want to have on a staff that needs to be based on recruiting. And I think Freeze understands that in the SEC – uh, he knows who his main two competitors are. You got Alabama and Georgia, so you got to get a couple of those guys. And in order to do that, you're going to have to have guys that take recruiting as seriously as possible. It's not I don't have time. It's not I'm a CEO. It's not an X's and O's. It's we'll figure it out when they get here. Let's get them. And uh, I think from the hires or the names that we are seeing linked, they're all uh, good recruiters, and I, I, I love it. Yeah, no, I think that was something that, the previous regime failed to do, um, definitely. And now you're paying for it a little bit. And so now you kind of have to go out there and get guys that can recruit well. Uh, speaking of guys that can recruit well, we'll look at the defensive coordinator names. Um, I think all of them so far are really good recruiters. You got Barry Odom, the Arkansas defensive coordinator, right. Travis Williams, the UCF defensive coordinator, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Kelly, Alabama. I think he's the safeties coach and co-defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Jeff Collins, the former Georgia Tech head coach. Uh, and right. you've had Todd Grantham mixed in there as well. I think all of those guys are really solid recruiters. You would probably look at T. Will um, and probably Charles Kelly as the two top guys. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think you can go wrong there in terms of a, a defensive coordinator and in terms of a recruiter. I think all of those guys could be really good. Yeah, I, I'm I- – Pick a flip a coin, you know, uh, pick one out of the bunch. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you got, got four guys who will be able to recruit Barry Odom, who's been a, a successful head coach in the SEC. You've got uh, Jeff Collins, who's who's uh, been a head coach and also did a heck of a job as a recruiter. I mean, uh, and 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 one thing about recruiters that uh, have had head coaching experience, being able to identify guys who will be their next star is always important to me. So when Jeff Collins knew that Tashard Choice was a guy that he had to have on staff and they went in and together they, they they got a guy like Jameer Gibbs to go to Georgia Tech at the time that he went there, that said a lot about Jeff Collins to me, a guy who's got super plugs in the Atlanta area. Uh, you want to talk about Langston Hughes connections, nobody probably had, nobody on that list has better connections on the south side of Atlanta than Jeff Collins. He's a guy from the Avondale area towards the east side. Uh, I, I, I think that would be a, in my opinion, Jeff Collins would be a home run hire. Uh, Travis Williams would be a home run hire to me. I think that uh, with him being able to recruit, uh, the way he's been recruiting down at UCF this year, um, recruiting in the AAC, uh, beating guys out, uh, beating the like. And, and one thing they always say is about sometimes it ain't about the player, but it's who you beat. And for him to be able to beat Ohio State for a guy like John Walker, for him to beat a Michigan State out for those uh, two twin linebackers. I forgot their names. Uh, maybe the Harris twins, I think. Uh, if somebody if somebody can come up with those names for me, it's out there. I got $10 on cash out for you. But uh, the two <laughs> twins that are uh, committed to UCF, put it in the comments and hit me on the DM. I got you. But, uh, yeah, being able to recruit um, at a high level, even at UCF, I think Travis Williams, and he's an Auburn guy. I think he's the only Auburn guy on that list that we're Charles seeing Kelly. right now. Oh, Charles I forgot. Oh, Charles Kelly is the second son of Auburn. Like, if Charles Kelly <laughs> comes back to Auburn, he'll probably have a cheeseburger put in his name. Is cheeseburger still open? Uh, no, no, no. They closed, like, a couple months ago, actually. You know why? To make why? a room for Kelly Burger. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. But, no, nah, he – like, Charles Kelly is somebody that every time there's any kind of opening, whether a head coach or defensively, Charles Kelly's name is going to be a test. When Brian Harson got the job, it was Charles Kelly's name was being floated as a head coach. This time go around, you heard his name floated low, uh, floated loosely as a head coach. So uh, he he's an Auburn favorite, uh, heck of a recruiter. Uh, we saw saw him have some success at Florida State, and there are going to be guys that there there are things that you can nitpick about each and every candidate. You could have nitpicked about Hugh Freeze, like Hugh Freeze losing his last three games. Hugh Freeze comes out, gives us a John F. Kennedy ish. Uh, initial conference and everybody's like, yeah, let's go, baby. Like nobody's <laughs> even worried about losing to UConn anymore, right? Nobody's worried about New Mexico State. They're worried about what Hugh Freeze can do with the resources afforded him at Auburn. And I think that'll be the same thing with I- any of the defensive coordinators uh, that are selected. And it may be a name that we're not even thinking about right now. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. People – somewhat understandably so freaked out a little bit on Saturday when T will's name started to kind of leak out as a potential favorite. They're like, he's given up 45 points to Tulane. What are we doing here? Uh, Mm -hmm. Guys, Hugh freeze lost his last three games to 
UConn, Virginia Tech, and New Mexico State at Liberty. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you watch that UCF game, uh, Gus didn't give him a whole lot to work with on the offensive side until the end of the game. So there's right. different factors, and you can't judge a guy off one game. Uh, right. As of right now, recording at 8.33, it feels like feels like Charles Kelly is picking up some steam there to potentially get the spot, um, right. which in terms of in-state Alabama recruiting, T-Will and Charles Kelly are right there right next to each other in terms of being stud recruiters. Both yeah. of those guys walk into any high school in the state of Alabama, instantly respected, instantly command attention, instantly can get Auburn involved with a kid. So yeah, absolutely. We'll see where Auburn goes there. Um, those are kind of the main ones. We're tracking defensive coordinator. You know, also on the defensive staff, Christian Robinson and Zach Etheridge are still here. They have not been guaranteed a spot. It felt like they would get retained. I don't want to say confidence is dwindling there, but there's a lot of moving parts. It's a possibility they're not still here, but for the time being, they're still here. They're still recruiting. Uh, they're conducting in-home visits. We'll have more on that here in a second, but they're still working. Um, so that kind of leaves the linebacker secondary is still kind of up in the board. Uh, we touched on offense all, already. Um, wide receiver Grant Hurd. We have the new O-line coach, and I think that would leave offensive coordinator and potentially quarterback coach. So that's kind of where the coaching stuff stands as of right now. Like I said, it's 8.34 now, Central Time. By the time you listen to this, things could have changed. So <laughs> There'll be a new name. <laughs> By yes. the time this comes out, there'll be two new names, and it'll, it'll be something crazy, and it'll be a good one, and one is probably not so good. Like, you'll never know, man. Yeah, it's just it, – it's been crazy because, you know, it's tough. We have to try and get to know new people and figure out who we can trust, and they have to figure out if – they can trust us. And so it's, it's been interesting, but right. what, what was extremely interesting today so far on Monday was the transfer portal as we all expected it to be. Um, it, I think one of the tweets I saw was it feels like the whole world is in the transfer portal, which not entirely wrong. Um, there were, I think over 1000 players that officially entered their name on Monday and a couple Auburn players entered their name. Keandre Jones officially entered Xavion Capers officially entered the portal. Uh, Joko Willis entered the portal. Daz Worsham entered the portal. Zach Calzada, forgot about him. Um, those are all the names that I think officially entered the portal. Chick Dawson withdrew his name, uh, so he'll be back at Auburn, which I think is right. pretty big. Yeah, that was uh, huge. Along with Landon Kane as well. So you've got those guys back in the receiver room and you know, potentially Landon Kane moving back to tight end. We'll see. But So you've got those guys back. And then, then it was all about, you know, Auburn already had an idea of kind of who was going into the portal, at least right. for some guys. And so you saw offers go out pretty quickly as soon as those guys did enter the portal. The first kind of the biggest one, I guess I would say, would be Ra-Ra Thomas, the former Mississippi State wide receiver, originally right. from Eufaula, so not too far from Auburn. Uh, Auburn had a – I think Ra-Ra announced his intention maybe a couple of days ago anyway, but Auburn was aware of him before that was the case. Right. And every other school in the country was aware of that because – you know, Georgia, yeah, Georgia offered, Tennessee offered, I think Bama offered, every school offered. Um, and Jason had a VIP update up on the site, so I'm not going to spoil everything. But the big key there was he is going to be visiting this weekend. Um, so we'll very quickly see what Hugh Freeze is able to do recruiting in terms of, you know, can he compete with the Georgias? Can he compete with the Tennessees? And I'm not saying judge him entirely off of this recruitment. Transfer portal recruitments are tricky and you know, a lot of it is NIL based, especially, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Can can Auburn at least be competitive with those guys? 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that we weren't thinking about getting last year. Like, so, uh, and a lot of the fans would see a name and go, "Yeah, we can get that guy." And a lot of people who like cover Auburn was like, uh, "The people who had like the inside kind of like knew what was going on." It's kind of like you kind of know that Auburn's not recruiting at that level. You kind of knew that you know it's just it's just not capable. It's, I mean, it like I mean not it's not capable. It's just not possible. For a player like that to come to Auburn at a time where things are so disjointed, the recruiting was kind of lacking, especially from the top. And you, can, I would never expect a position coach to go up against head to go up head to head against Nick Saban or, or Kirby Smart. So when you're talking about the Ryan Days of the world who who don't mind calling the kid and being able to say, you know what, that so that problem is over with. Now you got somebody who doesn't mind calling. You don't have to go find him. He'll find you. He'll find – he wants to know who he can help close on. I've heard that multiple times already. It's only been a week, um, maybe, what, three, four days of uh, really re- being, being able to recruit, right? They've only really been making calls since, like, Thursday last week, and then the right. dead period ended Friday. So, yeah, it's only been three days, three, four days. Yeah, and and, and the results have been good already just from uh, the conversations that I've heard from uh, commits – who've heard from uh, people, uh, players already committed, um, prospective players who've had a conversation in home visit. Like, so it, it, it's, it, it's big, man, just to be able to, uh, for, for somebody who covers recruiting to know that there's going to be news. I got to go find it. There's going to be news in the area. There's going to be news in the Southeast. There's going to be four and five star guys that you can go cover. And it's not like, Oh well, let me go find this. And no disrespect to anybody, but let me <laughs> let me go find this kid in 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 Buckshoot, Iowa, who's a three star. <laughs> but man, they said he plays hard. You know, he's look, you know, all that type of stuff. Man, it's like you know, get in get in there for the guys who will win you a championship. You got to have four and five star guys. It's it's been proven. You want to compete with Georgia? Georgia didn't take how many people did Georgia take from from the portal last year? I there was a thread on our board. I would need to look at it. But the thread on our board was that Georgia didn't have any starters from the portal last year, which Come on, dog. that Man. just that speaks to the yearly recruiting year in and year out where a ton of guys leave and they've got a ton of five stars on the bench ready to roll. Man, look, if you can load them up on the front end, you don't have to worry about the back end. All you got to do is worry about keeping them in. And even after you worry about keeping them, there's still somebody who's hungry for that position because of what you've already built. So I think Hugh Freeze can build that at Auburn, and I think as Auburn starts to progress 
and the word gets out about that Auburn is serious about recruiting, you're going to hear more and more stories of, yeah, I talked to Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I talked to Coach Cadillac. Man, they've got something going on. Have you seen the facility? NIL, my NIL, I heard such and such as NIL deal was this. Oh, well, I wonder what they would say to me. And that's how recruiting works. A lot of the, a lot of the time in recruiting, especially in, a, in, in an area like Atlanta where it's, it's super big but it's very small, the way you treat one is how you treat them all. And um, a lot of the times you can have a player that wouldn't be considered an Auburn because of an experience that he heard from a, from one of his friends or his big brother or his big cousin or something like that. So I think that the more positive seeds that Auburn continues to put out recruiting-wise, especially under the uh, tutelage of Hugh Freeze, I think Auburn has nowhere – well, I mean, shit, it ain't nowhere to go but up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, Yes, that's what I've been saying all along. There's literally yeah. no way it could get worse. Right. <laughs> um, so the only other transfer portal guy I want to touch on real quick, and I mean, there's been a ton. We had a live tracker. We had guys going in. Oh, good job we, too, Chris. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it was. I thought it was good for the subscribers to be able to follow. And the biggest one was probably Rivaldo Fairweather. Not the biggest one, but a big Auburn target mm-hmm. uh, that emerged. Uh, Auburn's been kind of looking at him for a little while now. Former Florida international tight end and put together a really strong season. Uh, it was his third year there at FIU, but uh, he had solid first two years. Third year went really well. Uh, I talked to him. He actually, his first college game was against Liberty, so he knew okay. Hugh Freeze from that. Uh, and Now he's talked to Auburn a little bit, and he's trying to trying to plan a visit. He's definitely going to visit Auburn. Uh, if I had a pick in right now, it would be for Auburn. Uh, specifically, you know, he, he even mentioned Evan Ingram as a guy that Hugh Freeze coached at Ole Miss. Uh, first round pick at tight end, so that's intriguing to him. This is kind of a more of a more of a hybrid tight end. Not going to be your, not going to line up right next to the left or right tackle. Not going to have his hand in the ground necessarily. Think more Landon Kane. Think more Evan Ingram. Think more Jelani Tank Thurman. This is kind of who you're looking at here with uh, Rivaldo Fairweather. So Auburn offers him and seems to be sitting in a pretty good spot with him. Moving on from the portal, we'll talk just a little bit more about recruiting. Uh, Dukes, you had an update on the board earlier today, and I don't want you to spill the spill all the beans because that's some VIP stuff there. But specifically with an Ohio State commit, Kay and Lee, who comes in for an official visit this weekend, uh, he officially visits Auburn. It's kind of interesting timing where he visits. You know, Auburn wanted most of its guys, official visit guys, to come in the next two weeks, just once the staff was fully in place. But for everything to work out with Kay and and whatnot, he had to come in this weekend, which was fine. He still got to meet with Hugh Freeze, uh, got to talk with him. Got to talk with Zach Etheridge, obviously, and now Auburn has quietly made a push there a little bit. It's been, it's been. I don't want to say he's not been a target known to Auburn fans. We've definitely mentioned him several times, but he's been on the back burner a little bit. I guess would be the best way to say it. He's a very talented guy, but everyone kind of looked at it and it was like, uh, does does Auburn have a chance there? And you know, he visited a couple times this fall, and it was like, okay, that's interesting. You know, we'll see maybe he'll come back and now he did come back again for an official visit and you had a pretty big update there. Yeah. I mean, he, he that kid is crazy about Zach. Uh, he likes Zach a lot. Um, that was the one time that we know Zach was guaranteed to be there. Right. Um, wanted to make sure that he, nah, well, that was the one time I'll say that without saying it. That was one time you think about it. Uh, that was the most guaranteed weekend that Zach has been given. 
as far as him being the coach at uh, the secondary coach at Auburn. So, um, and if you look at the situation now where Can has a lot of people are calling him, the word gets out about the official visit. He started out committed to Georgia, um, uh, decommitted, uh, committed to Ohio State, flirted with Auburn a little bit late in the process. Uh, saw, came to the Penn State game, did not have a good time at all. Uh, comes from a <laughs> comes from a winning program. Uh, he was really disappointed in the fight that was put up. You know, much like so a lot he, of Auburn fans, he did not have a good time at the Penn State game. Did not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah, not, nothing. That, uh, after party couldn't fit. Like you couldn't even fix it with a good after party. Like it was. It was bad. <laughs> but he. Um, but uh, can it believes in winning, and when I say that, he's not a me first guy. He's a no team first, but I want to be a part of a winning team. Uh, even hearing him joke around with some of the Langston kids where he says, man, y'all got that Superman team or y'all got that Space Jam team, talking about guys who 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 all can play. And he knows that if he – but he's also a guy that wants to do it his way. Ken could have easily made his way to Langston Hughes with the relationships that he has. Uh, you know, it, it would have been nothing for him to go to Langston, but he stayed at Cedar Grove. Um, he's a kid uh, from the south from the south side of Atlanta, the uh, actual city of Atlanta, not the metro uh, area. So uh, he plays on the other side of his cousin, uh, Ricky Lee, who's committed to UConn. I'm not sure if he'll end up at UConn, uh, as he also had a good season. But uh, coming out of Cedar Grove, I think he's a great fit. It's a cl- it's close, it's way closer than Ohio State. I think Auburn can be competitive with Ohio State in every facet besides of recent uh, winning history. Um Outside, I mean, facilities, uh, NIL, you name it. I feel like Auburn can be competitive, and I think that that hasn't been lost on Can. And uh, you, I mean, right now, I feel like it's Ohio State one A, Auburn one B for Can Lee, and however the next couple of weeks go, uh, probably be um, the deciding factor in his recruitment. Yeah, it it kind of feels like that one comes down to Zach Etheridge. If he's retained, Auburn will be in it right there until December 21st. If yep. he's not retained, you can probably kiss that one goodbye. Uh, that, that would be my take on it. But Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I would venture to say that that would be true at this point. But one thing about it, man, you can't never count the boy Hugh out, man. Yeah. My, my, I got to give him a cool nickname. I don't want to call him Baby Huey, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, freeze, y'all help. Hey, hey uh, anybody listening, man, please help me come up with some a cool name that I could call Freeze. And I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to him and say it, and we're gonna see how cool he is. Because I'm gonna make it sound super cool. I might get a T-shirt already. <laughs> that way he'll take it. He'll be like, Yeah, I gotta go with that one. Yeah. So y'all help me coin a nickname for Hugh Freeze, please. Well, the nickname on the board has been Brother Hugh, but I don't know about that. I feel like I feel like there can be something there, there can be something a lot better than that. <laughs> definitely do better than that. So we'll put the subscribers on that. Man, you know. who's that who came up with Brother Hugh, man? That, oh, you know it's Brother Hugh with the AU, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is so funny in so many ways. See, Auburn people have one of the most tongue-in-cheek, like <laughs> Forms of humor ever, like Brother Hugh, yeah, out of liberty, yeah, with yeah. I know what y'all are trying to say, but you know what? I now I like Brother Hugh so much more now. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Chris. Man, people crazy. No, you're bro. good. You're good. Uh, last one, I'll just touch on real quick. Uh, 
And I'll, by the time you listen to this, I already had a story out. Colton Hood, another Atlanta area cornerback, uh, also a Big Ten commit. He's committed to Michigan State. Uh, but Auburn is in a very, very good spot, in my opinion, with Colton Hood. Uh, that's an Auburn legacy that Auburn got in on a little bit late, which is surprising to say when it's a legacy. But uh, that kind of speaks to where the previous staff was at recruiting-wise. Uh, but now Auburn has kind of dug itself out of that hole a little bit went and made an in-home visit with him on Monday. He'll be returning, he told me, this weekend for a second official visit. I probably wouldn't rule anything out from happening this weekend in terms of a potential flip. That's one we've been tracking for a while. Um, and so you know, Auburn had coaches in the Atlanta area on Monday and visited a collection of different schools. An offer went out. You saw that to uh, Jamarian Wilcox. Is that mm -hmm. his name, the running back? Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. – and then – visits Colton Hood to kind of end the night. That was Zach Etheridge and Hugh Freeze. So Auburn's making some big inroads there. Dukes, I think unless there's anything else you want to touch on right now, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. Yeah, I'm good, man. Man, thank you for having me, man. Y'all yeah. making my day, dog. No, uh, glad to have Dukes on. Y'all, if you're not following him already, at Dukes the Scoop on Twitter, Instagram, go check out his YouTube as well. He has his own podcast, Casual Flex. It's really good. As soon as we get done here, I think you're going to record one of those, right? Man, actually, I'm gonna do um, you know, uh, Marcus McNeil and uh, and, uh JP man, uh, they Jonathan Palmer. I think they were like on the 014. They play offensive line. They got a podcast. I'm gonna go do. Okay. And, uh, it's 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 called from a knee from the knee high to the tree high, which is, uh, and they they are some funny 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 guys. So I'm gonna go hang out with them for a minute, man. But Christian, man, like like man, we ought to do one of these like once every day or something like that. But we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, going into signing day, y'all can expect a lot more recruiting podcasts in general. Hopefully get Jason on as well. Jason was out busy kind of making some phone calls tonight on the coordinator search. Uh, but we'll do we'll have at least three of these a week. That's a guarantee from me. If it's not three a week, you have a problem with me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you leave us a review. Um, give us five stars, assuming you enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it. You definitely enjoyed it because we had Dukes on. So. Hey, hey, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. All so right, we'll man. Have... a minute, bro. Yep. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.